Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Well, good morning, church, and welcome to College Street. Aren't we blessed with our worship team? Come on, give God some praise for them in the house. Man, I'm glad you all made it today. Even with all the slippery conditions going on out there, you managed to make it. Well, I came prepared. I got my ice pick. I got my backpack. And you're probably wondering, what is this guy up to next? Uh, We're in part two of our comeback series The word comeback means to return to stature and significance. What was lost for a period of time. I asked you last week, can you think of at least one thing that was lost that you would like to have back right now in this season? Show of hands if that's you. Come on. Just, that's it? Half of you? Okay, the rest of you are good. Awesome. Well, stay with me. I still got something for you today. But this is all about the comeback. Your comeback story, our comeback story. You know, our comeback story today is about a woman named Arumana Saina, Sain. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. She was an Indian woman who had achieved success as becoming a national volleyball and soccer player in India. And on April 12, 2011, while she was on a train, five guys decided that they were going to take her gold chain. And because she's a warrior, because she's a fighter, because she's an athlete, she fought back. But unfortunately, she didn't win that battle. She was pushed out a moving train. She landed on the tracks, and another train that came by ran over her legs. She laid there throughout the night, screaming and crying out, and nobody heard her over the commotion of all the trains going by. Sometime early in the morning, someone heard her, came to her rescue, and brought her to a nearby hospital. The surgeons did their best, but they had to amputate her right leg. But they managed to save the left leg. But unfortunately, even in the surgery and the amputation, they didn't have anesthetic. So to this day, when she shares the story, she remembers the pain in that moment. All of us have gone through pain. All of us have lost something or someone in this season. And while she laid there in the hospital, the media got word of what was going on, and of course they wrote their own story about her. None of the stories were true. They said things like she was running away, that she jumped off the train, and that she was battling with other things, drugs and alcohol, All these stories about her weren't true. And as she lied there feeling defeated, she chose not to stay in her situation. She believed that God had more for her and that she was going to do more. She was going to prove not to everyone else, but most importantly to her, what she was capable of. And as she lied there, she was inspired by another Indian woman who had overcome cancer and gone on to do many great things. And that woman came to visit her in the hospital and encouraged her. And so she decided in that moment 
There would be many mountains for her to climb. And so she decided, I'm going to become a mountaineer. Everyone thought she was crazy. And as soon as she was healed up and released from the hospital, she went into training. Even her trainer said, no, you need to go home first, spend time with family. And she says, you don't understand. My family will see me in my weakness. I need to step out. I need to do this for me. And she went right to work, step by step, day by day, to the point that her leg would bleed and the stitches would come open, but she didn't give up. She says the distance it took her to go what was 30 minutes was now over three hours learning to step forward in faith. Well, upon her brother's encouragement, she, de she decided she would take on Mount Everest. So she trained for it. And on May 21st, 2013, she headed up that mountain. And when her Sherpa found out that she only had one good leg, he refused to take her up the mountain. He said, it's too dangerous. Hundreds of people have died. You need to have two good legs in order to do this. So you know what she did? She got another Sherpa. <laughs> and she says as she took step after step up Mount Everest, she walked by hundreds of people that died on their way up to achieving their dream, to achieving their goal. And they still remain on that mountain today. But she didn't give up. And she became the first woman, one-legged woman, to climb Mount Everest. She was also rewarded with a financial blessing. She started an academy for different disabled people that would come from poor and unfortunate situations and backgrounds. And in 2015, she was awarded India's, India's sorry, fourth highest civilian award. I said it to you guys before and I'll say it to you again. What may look like a setback in God's eyes is your setup for a comeback. I could attempt to preach for this whole thing, on, but I'm going to lose some weight here. Thank you. I'm done picking on you. Yeah, that's good. But I'm so last week we, we talked about the stand. How many of you catch caught that message, the stand? Wasn't that good? What we what are our standards? What will we stand for? What will we no longer say yes to or no to in this season? We learned that that, that who we stand with also determines our standards. We learned that scripture is the stability in the face of uncertainty. And that we learned that we all need to stand right where we are. It may look different for each and every one of us. But if we don't stand for something, we will fall for anything. So what will you stand for? For the rest of this series, we're going to talk about the step. We're going to talk about the stretch, oh boy, 
and we're going to talk about the significance. Why? Because your stature is in your stretch. And in your stretch, you will also find your significance. So today is about the step. These definitely are not my mountaineer shoes. <laughs> my kids picked them up. So what steps are you going to take to step in to what God is calling you in 2022? Have you ever been afraid to step out, Tracy? Not Pastor Morris, no way. But I would agree we've all had seasons in our life where we're afraid to not just to take a stand, but to take a step out. Because in order to do different and experience different, we must do different. And maybe you felt like there was something missing in your life for, in order for you to step out to receive your miracle. Have you ever experienced what I call the happily terrified moment? Yes, yes? getting a lot of those. I've had several of those. Uh, first one, when I asked my beautiful bride if she would marry me. Second one is when we had our first son. Oh, boy. <laughs> then there was the call to go into ministry, because I never planned for that, and to leave house and home and move across the country. And then as of late, I shared with the men last week, there was that Christmas, not Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, where I stepped out onto my back deck, and I just looked up. I don't know if you've ever had one of those nights. We're out in the country, out by um, Cultus Lake there. And we, when I looked up, there was nothing but stars. And I'm telling you what, you feel about this big when you look up and you see all the stars and all that God has created for his glory and his honor. And in all of his creation and all of his beauty, I feel this big in comparison to what he's created. And I recalled the story of Abram before he, God changed his name to Abraham. And if you would, why don't we go into Genesis 15 together, starting in verse 1. And you'll see what I mean when it comes to taking steps of faith. So after this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. The first thing we must do is we must step into vision. Vision. In Proverbs it says, without it we perish. Vision. What vision do you have for you, for your family, for your business, for this community, for this year? Would you say your vision is clear or would you say your vision is cloudy? We've all heard the saying that failure to plan is planning to fail. In Proverbs 16, 9, it says, 
In a man's heart, he plans his ways. But the Lord establishes his steps. Here's the thing. It's really hard for God to direct without you having a plan. Right? You've heard the saying before, it's, it's sure easier to steer a moving truck than a parked one. And I've encouraged all of you as God has encouraged me. There's many of us that are waiting on the Lord and that is good. But I'm telling you, God is waiting on you. Yeah, you can clap for that. So it's one thing if, if we don't have a plan in order for him to direct. It's another thing if we don't make God part of our plan and part of our steps. I shared this morning again with the men. I, I said, you know, isn't it beautiful that we've got his word? That his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So many of us, we're not designed to go through life stumbling, wondering, and wandering. We've been given a light. We've been given direction. And we've been given sight. I've challenged you before that you might... Hey, you might know that you have the might, the right. Maybe you even have the fight. But do you have the sight? We all face fears. And for many of us lately, it's been the fear of failure. The fear of missing out. You see, a God-sized vision resists fear and receives a great reward. God says, do not be afraid. I am your shield. Your reward will be great. David said in Psalm 18, verse 2, which is the same promise for me and for you, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my salvation. My God is my rock. In him I find protection. He is my shield. The power that saves me and the place of my safety. Where is your place of safety? Where is your salvation? Where is your shield? In the Lord. You see, when, when God calls you to step out in a God-sized vision, he's going to give you a supernatural shield. A shield of faith, Paul calls it in Ephesians 6. Paul tells us to take up the shield of faith in order to what? Extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. How many of you have been shot at in the last several days? Don't think for one minute that you ain't going to step out and there ain't going to be a battle because you can't have victory without a battle. So put on your armor and raise up your shield and step forward in faith. Amen. But know that if he is for you, who can be against you? Amen. Verse 5. Then the Lord took Abram outside and he said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. 
go out, look out. I wonder how far Abram got before he stopped counting and he just said, Lord, there's too many to count. Exactly. That is the vision that I have for you. That is the potential that I placed in you. Why? Because it will take an eternity to draw it out of you. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. We serve a limitless God. Get ready to step out of your tent and look up at what God has for you this year. Are you ready? Three of you chat. Are you ready? I see you up there, brother. And what, how about the counting part? What are you counting this year? What matters to you? What are you counting this season? Are you counting your steps? I hope you're counting not just your losses, but your victories as well. What are your steps of measurement? How can we judge the size of a person's potential? I'll tell you how. By the size of God's plans. Limitless. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things in which he planned for us long ago. So are you counting on what's above or are you just counting on what's below? I'll say that again. Somebody didn't get it. Are you counting on what's above or are you just counting on what's below? Thank you, Rolly. Rolly says above. We know you can't manage what you don't measure. And you can't limit the measurement of God's potential in you and through you. Again, we serve a limitless God. So we need to step out and we need to look up. Say it with me. Step out and look up. One more time. Step out and look up. Oh, you're preaching better than me today. I love it. Good job. We need to step out of our tents. We need to step out of our comforts. And we need to step into our calling. What tent have you been under that's got you content? It's a play on words. See, honey, I got laughter out of it. It's worth it. I'm not talking about the state of peacefulness and happiness. I'm talking about what's conned you to believe, you know what? I'm just fine. I'm just fine, Pastor. I'm just fine. Oh, oh, honey, I'm just, I'm just fine. I'm just fine. Ladies and gentlemen, fine is just another four-letter F word. Isn't that right, Aaron? God never meant for you to just be fine. We serve a God that is a God of more than enough. Not a God that's just enough. Not a God just to get you by and be fine. He wants to bless you. He wants to prosper you so that you can bless and prosper others. I know lots of people that have been conned into believing that if they give up some of their comforts, if they give up some of their control, that they will be treated with contempt. They settle under the canvas and they never get to step out and see the stars. 
They're too afraid to step out and just look up. But a God-sized vision will get you to step out and look up. It was pretty awesome. Denise uh, shared with me this morning what her takeaway was from last week. And when Jesus called out the man with the shriveled hand, he didn't say, hey, would you like to stand up? No, he said, stand. He says, stand. It was a command. It wasn't a suggestion that he was to stand. I'm telling you, faith gets us to move forward. Fear is what keeps us back. He walked towards his calling, being Jesus, who said, stand. If all we do is, is look down, we feel down, we act down, we miss our direction. We miss the direction in which way God wants us to go, and that is up. How else will we learn to live up in a down world? If you want to go up, you got to look up. you got to move up. Motion creates emotion. Don't wait to feel and then move. Have the faith to move, and then you'll discover what's truly real. Because faith without works is dead. Isn't that right, Sam? Mm -hmm. Verse 6, And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Not even because of his works, because of his faith. Because Abraham believed, the Lord counted him as righteous. Without a healthy belief system, you will never take healthy steps. Instead, you'll focus on the risk of failure and you'll miss the reward of faith. Because what you focus on, help me out, is what you give power to. Abram would have had, he had many trials. So would his descendants, and so have we. But we know something here at College Street. We know something as believers in Christ. The bigger the battle the bigger the breakthrough. The bigger the breakthrough, the bigger the blessing. Some of you have been facing the battle. You just need to be shouting out to your breakthrough and get ready to receive your blessing. Come on, victory people in the house. There's a reason it says College Street Victory Church because the battle's already been won. Don't think for a moment you just got to fight for victory. You can fight from victory. The same promise that was handed down to Abram, Abraham is the same promise that God has given to us. That God will make you a blessing. Yes, he will bless you so that you can become a blessing. But it requires faith to move forward. Faith to step forward. Abraham's journey is one of many steps of faith. He had to leave his own country and venture off into a strange and distant land. He had to move on the belief that his wife, Sarah, 
would have their first son at the age of 90. And he was close to being 100. Come on. He had to take steps of faith and willing to even give up and sacrifice his one and only son, Isaac. Yet still believing that God would be faithful to the promise that he gave him. That he would become the father of many nations. And in Genesis 17, 21, before he was asked to give up his son, the Lord said, but I will establish my covenant my covenant, my promise. Don't focus on the problem. Focus on the promise. I will establish my covenant with who? Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this time next year. That would mean if Abraham would have the faith to step forward to sacrifice his son, he would have had to have the belief that God the Father would resurrect his son. Do you not see the parallels to God the Father and Jesus Christ? You know, in that moment where Abraham was ready to give up his one and only son, the Lord sent an angel down to stop him and instead presented a ram caught in its head, in its, in its horns with thorns. God said, I will do it. I will send my one and only son. It's the best comeback story of all time. Jesus. God the Father giving up his one and only son as a sacrifice for the atonement of our sins. He came back. Even after he died, he came back three days later. And ladies and gentlemen, he is coming back again. So take a stand. Step out in faith and receive what God has for you. Would you stand with me for a moment? My prayer is that you would take God-sized steps in a God-sized vision that you would step out, that you would look up and you would have the faith to step forward. That you would use your comeback story for God's glory. That you would take steps forward with His Son. See, because when we step with God's Son, that battle is already won. My takeaway is simply this. Every comeback story starts with a step. Would you step with me today? Would you step into a relationship with Jesus today? Paul said in Romans 10, 9, if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, if we believe in our heart that God the Father raised his son from the grave with you, believe, you believed in the first comeback story I shared with you. Believe in this one. And if we confess that he's Lord, we will be saved. What better way to step into a new year and a new you but with Jesus. I'm going to lead you through a prayer right now. We're going to do that right here, right now. 
I'm going to ask, if, you, if you've prayed this prayer before, would you do so again with your whole heart? If you've never prayed this, it's your moment. Don't miss your miracle. Repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I'm ready to step out. I'm ready to receive you. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for being risen from the grave. Would you come into my heart and would you be Lord over my life? Thank you that my past is past and today is a new day with you. In Jesus' name. Just stay in this moment. I see hungry hearts. I see broken hearts. I see some of you are this close. You're like, want to push through something. It's almost like a wall that you've been up against again and again and again. And because of your experience of your past, you've allowed it to dictate your future. Don't do it anymore. Don't do it anymore. That's why we hold up the shield of faith. You can tell Satan where to go. Don't accept it anymore. I'm just going to pray over you right now. Father God, I thank you. You know who that person is or who they are in this place. Lord, I pray for your supernatural breakthrough for them right now that they would just receive. They would just say, yes, Jesus, I give this to you. If there's someone you need to forgive right now, would you just forgive them? I'm not asking by your own strength. I'm saying by God's strength. Say, God, give me the strength to forgive them. Give me the strength in Jesus' name. I will no longer be held back or limited because of what others have said about me or done to me. It's what you're doing. I thank you, Lord, that your word says that in my weakness that your strength is made perfect. Peace. I pray peace upon you. And that peace to flow through you in the name of Jesus. Stay in the moment. If, if you prayed that first prayer that we just prayed together, and you, you start a relationship with Jesus. I don't want to call you out. I'm not, not here to do that. Every head's bowed and eyes are closed. And would, would you just give me a thumbs up and say, hey, pastor, that was me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God is good all the time. We're going to continue to worship God because that's what we do. Because he's worthy. He's worthy. Um, in our walk with God, God, in our relationship with God, we are commissioned to go into all the world making disciples. We're not here to make converts. We're not here to, to play church or do church. We're called to be the church. And we know in this vision that God has given you or is giving you that you weren't designed to do it alone. And one of the biggest steps of faith is the step of faith to also follow Jesus and to do as he commissioned us. And that is to step into the water and be baptized with him. It says that when we are baptized, we go under the water. In the, in, the, in the Greek, it means to be submerged. In Romans, it says that when we are baptized with Christ, we are also crucified. We go to the grave. We leave it all behind. In the water, we come up. It says that we are resurrected with Christ. Something happens. 
And that might be your fear. That might be the thing that you need to step into so you can step to where God is calling you, not just to, but through, so that his supernatural can touch you. But if that's you, we don't make it difficult at College Street. We're ready. We got towels. We got clothes. We're, we got water. And we got a tank. Just come forward. So as we worship, if that's you, just come forward. I'd encourage you if you just want to worship at the front. And, and again, it's not that the front is any more holier than it is back there, okay? It's just I love to worship with my family. So if you want to come forward and worship God and take a step of faith into your future, let's do that right now. Come on, praise God. Thank you for tuning in today. And thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.